I had the incredible good fortune this week to attend both a men's and a women's Bible study at this church. And if any of you have thought about giving them a try, uh, I highly recommend them, and please consider this your formal invitation. And in both groups, we paused to consider the question Jesus posed to Bartimaeus. What do you want me to do for you? Have you ever thought about that? If Jesus actually showed up and called you over and asked you personally, what do you want me to do for you? What would you say? In only this one way, I think those who are suffering or whose loved one is suffering have an advantage over those of us who are currently spared, which is that they know the answer to that question. Bartimaeus was stuck on the side of the road begging because his blindness eliminated every other life choice. I doubt he had to think too hard about what he wanted the Son of God to do for him. But if we're not in one of those critical life-defining moments, it can be harder to nail that down, what precisely we want from God. And if we can't even identify it, how can we work for it or even ask for it? What do you want from God? Of course, all of us want health and safety, especially for our loved ones, but I'm pretty sure that if you stop and think about it, it doesn't end there. Do we want the people we love to be healthy and safe in a world that is in tatters? Of course not. So I was thinking about this while simultaneously following the news about pipe bombs nailed around the country and a gunman committing murder in a synagogue And I found myself thinking, not for the first time, I don't want a world with terrorists and the terrorized. I want a better world. Not just a safer or a healthier world, I want a better world. Health and safety are part of it, of course, but they're not enough. Don't we all want something that's just flat out better? And while it may sound a little grandiose at first, isn't a better world something worth asking for, and praying for, and working for. And the thing is, everybody has some ideas on how to make the world better. Forget the old adage that everyone's a critic. It's probably true. But you know what? Everyone is also a visionary. Ask every person in this room how the world could be better, and I guarantee you every single person would have an idea. And most people would have an idea not only of how the world could be better, but also of how we could make it better. We are dreamers and visionaries. That's part of being human. So how can we go about turning our dreams and visions of a better world into a reality for us and our children and our grandchildren? For people of faith, we're always going to start with God. The psalmist said, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me out of all my terror. Christians pray. We lay out our hopes and dreams in front of God, and then we get to work. So I did a pretty thorough search of the major Christian theological studies in this field, and I discovered that the renowned theologian and late pop star Michael Jackson actually set out a pretty useful guideline for just this situation. He said, and I quote, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that change. 
Now, before you dismiss that as too simplistic, think about it from strictly a scientific standpoint. If you change one person, yourself, you actually have changed the makeup of the entire world population. Not by a huge amount, admittedly, but the world is a different place. Just as if, if you put one drop of food coloring in a bucket of water, it may not change the color much, but with the right equipment, you would discover the color was, in fact, changed by that one drop. Likewise, a change in one person changes all of humanity, even if by only one drop. I mean, you know what that means? It means our visions, our dreams, our plans, and our hopes for humanity can be put into action. They don't have to remain dreams. They don't even have to remain intercessory prayers. Our dreams for the world begin to become reality when we make ourselves the kind of person we want the world to be populated with. And by changing just one person, we've started the process of changing the whole world. So, we want a better world. We want a world that's safe and fair and just and beautiful. And in order to create that world, God's made it pretty clear where we need to start. Our own hearts. It's time. In fact, it is past time to ask the Holy Spirit to come into our own lives. That's the prayer part. We begin with God. And we begin with our own heart and soul. I sought the Lord and he answered me. And then we move to action. You and I are children of God and followers of his son. We all promised to seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbor as ourselves. We promised to strive for justice and peace. We promised to resist evil. We can't make other people live by our baptismal vows, but we sure as heck can and should boldly ask God for the strength and courage to live up to our own vows and to practice what our religion preaches. These are perilous times, and people with violence and hate in their hearts are getting bolder. We don't have to accept that. We can choose to live and work with love in our hearts. And in that way, through the single individuals that make a personal change, we can change the whole world. Do that and we will make the world a better place. Come, Holy Spirit, start with our hearts. Amen. <laughs>